Welcome to the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Adam Wright. Joining us today is Rita Davis, Director of Adult and Career Education for the School District of Lee County. Rita, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Adam. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. Really looking forward to the conversation that we're going to be having because I think it's really important. So you are the Director of Adult and Career Education. That encompasses a lot of things, including you know, adult education, lifelong learning classes that are offered to anybody who's interested. We did have Ann Burnett on the podcast who kind of oversees the lifelong learning classes. So if you're interested in learning more about those, you can check out that podcast. But what we want to focus on with you today is CTE. No, not chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is the brain disease associated with concussions. No, the CTE we're talking about today is career and technical education. And that's specialized training in trades for the you know, for lack of a better Correct. definition, we can, we'll, we'll dive a lot more into that. But first, we talk a little bit about you. I don't know much about you. How long have you been with the school district? I've been with the school district over 15 years. Um, I started my professional career as a web designer, but I joined the school district as their webmaster a long time uh, ago. Yep. So I've also, I've held other roles, including I was a technology teacher at Dunbar High School. Oh, cool. And I've been in this current role for four years. All right. Where'd you grow up? I grew up here in Lee County and graduated from Mariner High, and nice. my bachelor's is from FGCU. Cool. What's your bachelor's in? Computer Information Systems. All right. So what got you into uh, you know, adult and career education, moving from you know, computer and digital stuff? Well, I think it's a natural progression. I was technically considered a career changer when I went into the classroom because of my technology background. So I had to approach teaching from a love of the subject area, but I didn't have the actual, you know, classroom management and teaching skills that my peers had had gone to school for. So I understood, I understand when other folks are coming in as career changers. Um, I've always had a love for web design because it involves creativity and technology. So that led me to a natural progression of we can make students um, explore workforce-ready skills while they're in high school to get them prepared beyond high school. All right, cool. So, all right, so CTE, Career and Technical Education. Uh, I want to just read quickly, a little, uh, kind of set the stage, a little background. This is from a, a study published by Brown University that was just released this, this month, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but just a little background. So the past decade, this study says, has witnessed a resurgence of interest in career and technical education as an alternative pathway for K through 12 students. In 2015, more than 7 million secondary school students and nearly 4 million post-secondary students were enrolled in CTE programs. And in 2018, Congress reauthorized the Carl D. Perkins Career and Technical Education Act, providing 1.2 billion in funding for CTE programs and job training for students. So I've really noticed a resurgence uh, or a emphasis on CTE promotion here in the school district, and obviously it's nationwide as well. So what is 
you know, I said specialized training in, in trades, but how would you define CTE, career technical education? Well, maybe start with what it isn't. I think, especially when I was younger and in high school, we were taught that um, vocational trade was a backup plan, a fallback plan, and that we should all be college preparatory. Um, and what we have found is our, the generation that went the trades route is starting to retire, and they've made a really good income from themselves and a, a lifelong career, and now we need to fill those positions. And so so we're starting to switch the perception that vocational school and trades, career and tech ed, as it's now called, it's all the same thing, just, just repackaged, is not a fallback plan. It's actually enhanced learning. So we're trying to bring skills that I, I, as a high school student, can acquire that I can be in high school and use those skills, or I can graduate and go right into the workforce, or I can take those skills with me to college. For example, our CNA program, Certified Nursing Assistant, we have that at several of our high schools. Maybe I'm going the pre-med route in college. If I'm a certified nursing assistant before I even graduate, that's going to give me an edge against my peers um, from other schools that are not in Florida that may not be offering it that, um, that they won't have when I enter. Or I can go directly work for Lee Health outside of uh, high school graduation. So we're really trying to show parents and students and the community that career in tech ed is an enhancement to your high school graduation options and it actually um, income and whether you're going college or career it's it's going to improve your your quality of life yeah so i'm just going to go ahead and read right down the list of all the different career in tech ed uh, programs that are offered at our high schools so we've got accounting aerospace technology agriculture air conditioning hvac Automotive, biomedical, building construction, business management, criminal justice, culinary arts, digital design and multimedia, early childhood development, education, electrical, engineering, entrepreneurship, finance, firefighting, gaming and animation, hospitality and tourism, information technology, marketing, medical, networking, outboard marine service technology, technical support, robotics, sustainability, television production, veterinary assisting, web development, and welding. So uh, not every school has all of those, but uh, from what I saw, at least every high school has at least five of those different programs. Right. So originally when um, career and tech ed started to really become popular in the district, we had Dunbar High School was like our lead school that offered it due to a grant from Microsoft. So they were the first certified high school in the world. And then we had comprehensive high schools actually built with the career and tech ed model in mind. Um, East Lee County High, Ida Baker, and then South Fort Myers High. They're, they were considered our comprehensive high schools. So they had the main concentration of career academies, firefighting, criminal justice, medical. And the whole point of that was we can put some really dedicated resources because these academies can be costly to implement and then to maintain. For example, automotive. You have to think if you're certifying young people to fix your brakes, they have to have the proper equipment and mm -hmm. tools, et cetera. So we weren't able to fund that through all of our high schools, um, and that's how the comprehensive high schools started. But what we found is the ones that have lower costs to implement, we can replicate those throughout the district because we really want all of our students to have access to CTE programs in their zone. So we try to duplicate what's easily duplicatable when it comes to cost, and also um, teachers. We're always in need of teachers because we're asking professionals to leave their professional career and take their expertise and their passion and bring it to the classroom. And um, so that, that can be a little bit of a struggle to find instructors to um, keep the standards so high in the programs. Uh, so you said that 
Am I right? You said, okay, so not every high school has every single program offered, but each zone basically yes, does? Yes, okay. we've tried to stick to that model, each zone, because we know that students have choices within their zone. Um, it's not always the case. And what we've looked at doing more recently is more strictly aligning academies when we implement them with the workforce needs and community input. And it's a more holistic approach, and then it benefits our students over the long run because we don't want to prepare students for the workforce if there's no job market in our local area. And we do want our students to remain in the region. It's, it's good economic development. Um, so we don't just look at interests of maybe a teacher or a school. We try to look at workforce trends and then business partners weigh in. Um, we, have, we have such strong community partnerships that weigh in. So sometimes we are able to take a program and bring it throughout the zone um, or through the district. And sometimes due to multiple factors, it can only be available in you know one or two schools. So you mentioned that uh, did I hear you right that it started, kind of all started the CTE program with Dunbar High School? That is my understanding. I've been in this role four years. Mm -hmm. I taught at Dunbar High when um, it was um, a couple years into being a magnet school, and now it's just so big. Yeah. Um, but I believe that it started with a grant from Microsoft with Dunbar, and then it moved into our comprehensive high schools. Um, and some folks don't realize, and that's why I appreciate the opportunity to share that our career academies are not just at those three comprehensive high schools. They're all throughout our high schools, um, and now we're bringing it into our middle schools as well. Mm -hmm. And eventually we hope to bring career exploration, not career academy decision, but career exploration into um, fifth grade classrooms. Cool. So we have some ideas for that. We're excited. So, yeah, I wanted to, um, I was going to ask about kind of the history of this. So you mentioned Dunbar, maybe started with a grant there. Do you mm -hmm. know about when that was? Because I remember... When I was in high school, uh, I graduated in 2008. I don't think this, all these different career academies, Correct. I don't remember them being a thing when I was in high school. So kind of when did this really get going? I want to say their grant was first written in 2004 or 2005. Okay. Um, and again, it was, I believe, a million-dollar grant for Dunbar High School to bring technology programs, and it just flourished because of the leadership. Uh, Mr. Burnside and his team, they took that grant and and made it much bigger long after the grant uh, ran out. And that's the goal of every grant, right? To take advantage of the opportunity and then to expand upon it. And they've done an incredible job of that. Um, now, when East and South and Ida Baker, I don't know the the year those schools were built, but they were built with the intention of being, um, they call them comprehensive high schools, these career academy schools. But what we found is as those programs grew and we have a highly mobile um, population, our students you know, move around a lot, we wanted to make sure if they were getting digital design at Ida Baker and they transferred to Mariner High, that they could still have that digital design opportunity. And that's just one example. Yeah. So... I want to talk about, so the district, you know, and obviously, so it started you the grant in 04-ish, mm -hmm. but obviously it's really grown and, and flourished since then, you know, a lot more programs being added to schools all the time. Uh, and, you know, I think it's true that the district has really been promoting CTE, especially over the last few years. Uh, why is that? Why is it so important, in your opinion, to be promoting the CTE programs kind of I know you've kind of touched on a, a few of the points here and there already, but if you were, you know, trying to convince somebody that this is a viable option for them, 
what would your kind of pitch be? Sure. Well, it's research-based. Um, the state of Florida has done research. There's been um, research throughout the United States about what what is the profile of the student that enrolls and completes a career in tech ed program. And when I say career in tech ed program, it's a series of courses. So I may enroll in culinary arts at a high school, and there may be one to four different courses that I would take, but the program is called culinary arts. So what do I look like if I choose not to enroll in culinary arts while I'm while I'm securing my high school graduation requirements for my standard diploma, and um, what if I don't? So a do and a don't. The students that enroll in a CTE program and complete it have a higher graduation rate than their peers. They have a higher attendance rate, and they score higher on standardized tests. So they're they're doing research to look into well why is that? But a lot of folks think it's because. Um, at the heart of CTE is project-based learning. It's very hands-on. So for instance, culinary arts, what might be bringing me in is learning how to plate food at a restaurant for or a high-end resort. That may be what's getting me up in the morning as a student to come into school because I may not be engaged in my English class just because I don't have uh, interest in it, but my culinary arts class is pulling me in. So they've found a direct link between keeping kids in school and keeping them engaged by this hands-on um, at the heart of CTE kind of project-based learning. Yeah, uh, so I was in uh, TV production in high okay. school, and so I guess we did have kind of, kind of uh, a CTE program there. I don't know if it was really considered that back then, but uh, obviously it is now. Uh, but I remember that was my favorite class, and I enjoyed my other classes, and I had good attendance and everything, but I always looked forward to going. It was, you know, like I said, my favorite class. I always looked forward to going to that class every every other day back then. So for a lot of students, I'm sure that, you know, maybe students who through their elementary and middle school career, you know, they're getting down on school, you know, not looking forward to going to school, but then all of a sudden they get to high school and they've got this great program offered, you know, like you said, culinary arts or something. And all of a sudden they've got something that they're super interested in and they look forward to going to every day or every other day, depending on how their schedule works, right? Yes, and data backs up your experience. That's exactly what's happening. Um, our students want to come in and be a part of those. And so what we've been trying to do, my team and I, over the last four years is CTE, when you're asking about its origination, it started out as an exploration. So they were called electives or exploratory classes. It's still an elective class if you, if you look at a child's transcript. Mm -hmm. But what we're trying to um, bridge the gap between your passion for TV production and maybe help you get an after-school job at a local news station. So now you're really wanting to get back to school in the morning so you can take what you've learned at the news station back to the classroom. So we're, we're trying to expand our community connections to bring work-based learning experiences and or internships to students. And it's not only cultivating interest in these students as well, but upon graduation from high school, they can already have like an industry certification, right? Yes. How important are those? They're very important because they're not um, tests created by my department or by the school district. They're globally recognized um, industry standard certifications. So if I have the food protection manager certification from ServeSafe, and I go to apply for a job at a local restaurant and my peer does not, that gives me one certifiable credential above them. 
Um, our district has always done very well and we're always pushing the bar higher to increase industry certification opportunities because we know how valuable they are to students. Some of the certs equate to college credits for those of our students who do want to go straight into post-secondary. Um, some of them, so they're going to save money on college because they don't have to maybe take an intro to a computer class or their first nursing class has now been taken care of because they can show that credential. So it's valuable to the school and it's valuable to the student and ultimately to the economy because we're preparing young people with skills long before they graduate high school. And you mentioned college and, you know, there's a lot of talk around the country today about, um, you know, college debt that a lot of you know, students are graduating with, you know, age 22 and they're tens of thousands of dollars in debt um, because of college and a lot of them maybe might, depending on what they studied, might have trouble finding uh, a, a job or a high paying job right out of school and then they've got all this debt. Obviously we're not discouraging anybody from going to college. We would never do that. We want our students to you know, go on to universities and colleges and stuff. But for the, a big part of CTE the programs is kind of telling students, right, that you don't have to go to college. This is something that if you go through some of these programs and you get these industry certifications, like if you go through a welding class at mm -hmm. South Fort Myers High School, for example, right out of high school, you can be industry certified in welding. And we've had students graduate from high school and go right into a welding, pretty well-paying job. I talked to Ed Matthews. He was on the, the podcast before, uh, principal of South Fort Myers High School, talking about some of his students. Uh, do you remember where it was, Jason, where he uh, was talking about one of his students got a job, I think over in California or something, mm -hmm. like deep sea diving, doing some kind of underwater welding, and he said he was making like, I forget what the number was, but it was a really well-paid job right out of high school. So you want to talk about that a little bit, maybe the, the idea that college is great for some, but not necessarily for others? Correct. And that, that is our mantra. I think I've mentioned it a couple of times, is CTE for all. And regardless of the path you're going to take, just the exploration uh, part of CTE can get you excited. Because we hear a lot of times, um, folks going through college, what you just mentioned is they may change their major half a dozen times. They know they want to be in college, but they're not exactly sure what they're interested in. And they may have chosen that pathway based on a mentor encouraged them. We all had those great teachers that you should be a doctor or you should be a lawyer and you're not even sure what that means. Mm -hmm. The career and tech ed programs, of course we want our students to complete them um, because that's more skills for them. But maybe they want to get into law studies in high school. They're not paying for that exploration. And they go through law studies and realize this is not for me. Before they apply to a college for pre-law studies, now they've made that determination. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way for students students, as I've mentioned, I know I repeat this, to get the skills to be workforce ready, but it's also a great way to, like I said, give them an edge up in college um, or to just kind of help them figure out what they like and don't like long before they leave high school. Do you have any, uh, I'm putting you on the spot here, but do you have any examples, kind of like I just mentioned the student from South Fort Myers who went on and, you know, was doing underwater welding work. Uh, and making really great money right out of high school. Do you have any examples of success stories that you've oh, heard? Oh, sure. Um, Culinary Arts at East has grown. Um, we we joke about, you know, we started them with hot plates, and the instructor is so phenomenal that he took just basic hot plates and just turned it into an amazing program. Um, and they had the Top Chef uh, yeah, Lehigh. That right there. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's a community um, connection point where they brought in the chamber and the students got to compete. And from what I understand, one of the 
competitors was offered a better job while in high school at a local restaurant. Um, I want to say like either pre-management or assistant management while, while in high school because of her experience in the culinary arts program. So I think it takes away a lot of anxiety and nervousness of what am I going to do with my life. Um, and that's why we're now trying to really have a concerted effort to bring it into our middle schools so that students can look at their interests and aptitudes of what we're naturally inclined to. Like off camera, we talked about how much I admire artists and creativity. Um, and I think if we give students an opportunity to explore those interests earlier on, then they may make better life decisions for earning potential, right, and quality of life sooner than later. And they may still have college debt or they may not. You mentioned Top Chef Challenge, so shameless plug right here for a second. If you go to our YouTube channel and search for our Top Chef Challenge video, we went out to Eastleigh County High School when they did this, and uh, we put together a uh, video kind of similar to like if you were watching like a cooking network uh, Top Chef uh, show. It's about 20 minutes long, but it's really cool to see the uh, three contestants, they had like an hour or 90 minutes, I think, to put together a, uh, an entree and a dessert with a select amount of ingredients. And we kind of showed them through the whole process down to where they presented their dishes to the judges and then they were judged. And the cool thing about that was that they all three of them got scholarships um, courtesy of the, the chamber, um, Greater East. I'm getting that. I'm going to butcher that. Um, but the, the chamber over there in Eastleigh County um, gave them all scholarships to, for participating in that, and that was great as well. And they looked like they had a lot of fun doing it too. It, it's wonderful. Those opportunities, extension learnings, right, mm -hmm. beyond what they're learning in the classroom, um, I think that experiential learning is, is how we as humans really cement the learning. And so that's an example of it. And you, you've, the teacher shows the passion of the teacher, the connection to the community, the community is there to support the school, the admin is supportive. So it has to be a holistic approach to take a career in tech ed program and really um, make it beneficial to the student. You asked about examples of uh, students getting gainful employment. We had a work-based learning experience with our automotive students to actually work in our transportation system and uh, kind of like an apprentice you know obviously um, activities that were appropriate for where they were at with their skills and we did have one of the students get get hired on by our transportation services so um, and that we have we have examples like that throughout the district but that's how we know that the work we're doing is meaningful yeah and so if they are able to, you know, get an industry certification and get a, a pretty well-paying job right out of high school. Uh, that's great, but then they also have a four-year head start yes. too on students that that go to college. I want to talk about this the study that I mentioned earlier that I found online. It was just published in August uh, of this year, uh, published by the Annenberg Institution at Brown University. It's called "The Effects of Career." and technical education evidence from the Connecticut Technical High School System. So what they did was they uh, examined the effects of admission to 16 standalone technical high schools within the Connecticut Technical High School System. It's about 11,000 students uh, at these 16 different schools. And some of the things that they found is that the male students, specifically attending a technical high school, had quarterly earnings that were approximately 31% higher than those of, uh, I think this was at, eight, at age 23, compared to students that did not go to 
a, a technical college. So they found that male students made more money at age 23 than compared to students that did not go to a technical college. And they also found that they had uh, 10 percentage points more likely to graduate from high school and uh, higher attendance as well. And they, this, this particular study didn't uh, find any effects on female students. It was just uh, specifically effects that they found in male students. But uh, what does that tell you? I know it's in Connecticut, and you know they have a different system than we have here, but they found evidence that it can increase your earnings, at least at an early age. Uh, and like you said, it improves attendance and um, also more likely to graduate. Well, I, I think it's wonderful because it coincides with the research that we've seen out of Florida and across the country about how this experiential project-based learning, you know, keeps students engaged, keeps them in the classroom, and then helps them with employability. Um, the, the thing with it being male-focused, what's great about our district and also the state of Florida is our primary funding source in career and tech ed in our district is the Perkins Grant. You mentioned that early on. It was reauthorized. We're very grateful for that. It allows us to support new programs and then also programs that have been doing really well. And, and um, one of the components of that is how are we serving all populations of students. Mm -hmm. They have non-traditional, so it's, it's like a formula they use for funding. So if you're targeting and encouraging non-traditional students, and what do I mean by that? Male students to enter nursing academies. Uh, female students to enter welding academies or automotive. So they want to make sure that districts are being very active about that because it does equate to more or less funding the next year. Mm. Um, and that and that's just not a, a gender. It's socioeconomic status, all kinds of um, subcategories we look at. And I love that approach because then that is making career and tech ed for all truly mm. what it is meant to be. So um, I think you and I talked cam off camera about the study you know, some of the technical high schools, if that technical high school was specifically related to technology, um, there's a long debate about females in math and science mm -hmm. early on. So I, it could probably get into that. Yeah, I don't know the, the makeup of the right. student population at these schools. Also, these are admission-based, yes. stand like standalone CTE schools and our, our programs are not, we don't have standalone CTE high schools. No. We have... Um, high schools that have aspects of, C they have CTE programs in them along with exactly. general education yes. as well. And ours is not admissions-based. Nope, ours is not, um, and we're very proud of that. A, a school may choose to have an enrollment process where a, a child has like a letter or an application to show their interest, and that just shows a level of commitment. Um, but we want to make sure that because we're funded federal to state funds, we want to make sure that access is for everybody, and, and we're proud of that. And you mentioned that you're also, it's not just for high schools, you're, you're um, getting into middle schools as well. So what's offered for middle school students? A lot more than was offered a few years ago, and we're very excited about that. The primary thing that we're encouraging is something called Codesters. So we're bringing computer science, kind of like a computer science light, into seventh grade classrooms. And that's available for schools to take advantage of. Um, we share that cost right now with the curriculum department, so that's like a cross-departmental collaboration that we're also proud of. And that's a really fun program because they've found that computer science and coding help students in all areas of school. So writing, math, English, everything. Um, so Coachers is used throughout the state of Florida. And um, 
then in eighth grade, so let me back up a little bit. Sixth grade, we want students, obviously, everybody is tech-based. Um, so we want students to be digitally aware, digitally savvy, and we offer that opportunity. Now, when I say we offer, my team and I help to devise a plan, um, and we share that with schools. And then it is the school-based administrators. Uh, it's their campus. So they decide what's best for their students, whether they want to take advantage of it or not. So sixth grade, we encourage, it's like a web, you know, basic word processing, being savvy and safe on the web. Um, seventh grade is Codester, so they can get um, introduction to coding. And then eighth grade, we want them to think about, do they want to go into an industry certification or do they just want to consider like career and tech ed programs that they could be exposed to in high school or career planning overall. The thing we're most proud of, and it it is mandated by law, but we, um, we were planning on doing it anyway this year with our eighth graders, is interaction with a program called My Career Shines. And that is funded by the state, so we're very fortunate to have that. Students can log in and take a series of tests, and it actually shows them, based on their interest and their aptitude, what areas of careers they may want to explore. So where I mentioned uh, the creativity piece was very important to me, by going through this process, I may see I have an interest in it, but based on what I know, I may not be there yet. So I may have some courses I need to take or other areas I need to explore. So we're going to use what the students are learning about themselves in eighth grade to encourage them to pick career academies in high school that align with those interests and aptitudes. So we're trying to create like a learning continuum. And is this it? Every middle school in the yes. district? Yes, yep. Awesome. Every eighth grader is required to participate in My Career Shines in order to be promoted. And that's um, that was signed into law by the governor on June 24th. Cool. Uh, so do you have anything anything new or anything else in the works that you are excited about that you want to tell people about? We're excited. It's very, very early in the conceptual stages, but we're looking at a bus for fifth graders um, called Excel. So the Excellent Career Learning Lab, basically, is, is what it stands for. Don't quote me on that. But the Excel bus. Um, and that will allow us talk about low cost of implementation. We want to have like little mini labs inside a bus that can go to each elementary school, fifth graders come on, and they interact with these labs. And it's just for the love of learning, learning about different careers in Southwest Florida. Um, and then we're not having to worry about funding at each school. And then we're looking for community and business sponsorships to kind of set up the labs within the bus. That'll get the students thinking about, well, I didn't know this was a part of you know, forensics, or I didn't know this is really what a nurse does. And then when they get into middle school, they're going to be exposed to my career shop. So they'll take that experience from the Excel bus and it just builds and then into high school They can say oh, I tried, you know culinary at my middle school And now I want to go into the full culinary program at high school for example on the high school side of it We're working to establish an internship app so that we can connect community partners with our students that already have these credentials um, and get them job opportunities in a, in a safe mechanism, right, mm -hmm. protecting our students, but also making it easier for uh, community members to offer internships to our students. I think that's a great idea, Yeah, making it a lot easier for students so they can just open up an app mm -hmm. and, and see a lot of different internship opportunities exactly. available to them. Exactly. Cool. And the goal with that, that's like phase one implementation is to try to just get that up and running. The The long-term goal is that our students, say we're students, you and I can achieve micro-credentials in our classroom on soft skills, whether it's resume writing, um, communication, et cetera, and then the teacher would certify those skills. You know, Rita has achieved this, and it would attach to my profile. So if I'm a business member and I'm looking for a front desk 
person um, and I want certain skills, I would go in and check that and then the students with those micro-credentials would come up as possible candidates. So that's like a phase two, phase three, a big goal of the app. Um, and then the long, long-term goal of that is how do we stay connected to our graduates? Whether they're CTE or non-CTE, how do we know did these skills really transfer to a higher income and a better quality of life? And so we would love to use the app as a connection point. Hey, Adam, you did awesome in our TV production program. Would you like to be on our new TV production advisory board? Um, so that's a, that's a goal of the app as well. Cool. Uh, all right, so I also wanted to talk about some of the other centers throughout the district that are that a lot of people might not realize are part of the school district of Lee County system. I know you don't uh, necessarily, you're not super involved in like, for example, Fort Myers Technical College and Cape Coral Technical College. Correct. Yep. Um, I didn't realize until about a year ago or so that they're actually part of, I thought they were separate entities that aren't involved in the school district of Lee County, but they're actually a part of the district. That is correct. And also the Dunbar Community Center and the Southwest Florida Public Service Academy as mm -hmm. well. So can you talk a little bit briefly about um, their relationship with the school district and what's offered at those different centers? So the Dunbar Community Center is a part of adult education. So as we mentioned, I serve two departments, career and tech ed for middle and high school students and adult ed, which is the lifelong learning, uh, folks coming back for their GED, and then adults who uh, English isn't their primary language and they want to uh, be more proficient in speaking and communicating in English. So Dunbar Community School is a part of that adult ed side. Fort Myers Technical College, Cape Coral Technical College, and the Southwest Florida Public Service Academy are all considered post-secondary adult, adult vocational. So if I enroll in the Public Service Academy, that's where our law enforcement officers, corrections, um, EMT, EMR, they all go through that program. And that is connected to the school district. Cape Coral Tech and Fort Myers Tech have all kinds of programs. Um, you talked about the boat maintenance and repair, automotive and collision. They're starting a new optometry program in the Cape because that is a, a workforce need. Mm -hmm. Veterinary assisting, child care. And their, their kind of mantra is career in a year. Um, so if I am a graduate, a high school graduate, and I'm looking for something because we have found that any type of beyond high school credential, any type of certification adds to your income. So maybe I had some exposure in childcare. I worked in a daycare, but now I want the actual credential that'll give me a little more earning power so they can enroll in that program. Um, we work closely with them because we have dual enrollment programs. So our high school students can enroll in almost all of their programs. Cosmetology and barbering are the exception. There's a couple other, and that's just due to Florida licensing rules. Mm -hmm. But most of their programs, um, our high school students can dual enroll. Awesome. And a couple events and some other things that your department does. Build My Future. I went out to it last year. Really cool event. It This year it is on October 23rd at the Lee Civic Center. So what is Build My Future? We have a phenomenal partnership with the Lee BIA, uh, Philip Ford and his team. And Philip came to me and my team and said, hey, there's this program. I, it was up in the Midwest about Build My Future. He went to a conference. And the person who created it said, Philip, take 
our marketing, take our concept, if you want to do this in Lee County. Um, so that was really the starting point. It was basically how do we expose students beyond the classroom to building and construction trades? So it's like an expo. So last year was our first year. We did it at the Civic Center. We had over 600 students attend, middle and high school. We're, we're always expanding, always growing. But the, the community outreach and the support by um, Phillips members, it was phenomenal. We got excellent feedback students. I didn't even know there was a career in this field or I didn't know there was this opportunity. Um, and so we're very, very proud of that because it is an actual expo. So you can learn as much as you can learn in the classroom, but here you can actually see folks that are doing it. And they talk to the students. I got this type of education. I did this many years as this. So huge benefit. We're very excited about that. Yeah. So a lot of different stations set up at yes. the Civic Center and gives students the opportunity to do some hands-on learning with like maybe welding. And or... Drywalling. They were laying bricks. Mm -hmm. They had big trucks out there. Yep. Um, there was like an electric bucket truck, a tractors, mm -hmm. big fire truck. Yep. And they got to not only get some hands-on learning, but uh, just as importantly, actually talk to people who are in those professions and those fields and get some real feedback and, and the opportunity to ask them questions about what it's like to work in that field and the benefits and all that. Yes. And the next phase of that, we're always growing in phases. How can we be better and how can we improve? And with Phillips team, we're looking at, okay, now that with those students who have said they're interested in this area or this industry, how can we connect them with internships and the businesses that need um, employees? So we're working on that as well. So we're excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to, to go out and get some more video of it uh, this year. Uh, all right, so Digital Lee is another thing you guys do. What is Digital Lee? Digital Lee, I actually started Digital Lee when I was a teacher at Dunbar High School. I wanted a way for my students to have um, a showcase of their work, Digi digitally talented students. I had seen, you know, physical art shows and art galleries. Wow, digital. I see what you did there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so it's going into its 10th year. And they, I mean, the district took an idea I had and just, and made it incredible. Um, so what we do, and what's great about it, it's a year-long competition. And teachers, we, we encourage teachers to use the projects that students will be submitting as kind of like their lessons or lesson plans throughout the school year. So that's that cross-learning cross again. And we have all different categories from web design, logo design, animation. I mean, we had a student one year completely design a kitchen. So they're doing um, simulation. It's phenomenal, the things that these students create. Middle school, high school, and our technical colleges are allowed to compete. We have sponsors. Again, those community sponsorships and partnerships are so critical to the success of career in tech ed because we wouldn't be able to do prizes and recognitions. And then we also have judges from the community so they can give feedback on, hey, you know, the, the design of the logo to really give good feedback so students who are interested in it can grow their skills. So what kind of uh, prizes are... Oh, we've given out MacBooks before, uh, Beats earbuds, um, a drone, things that we kind of get a pulse on, you know, what's popular right now and what's been the Wacom tablets that students love to transfer their art into, um, you know, digital format. So really, and what we do is, so the competition's all year, and then we have a showcase, which is open to the public. It's at the end of April this year. It's always at the Sydney and Byrne Davis Art Center, um, and they get to come out, and we announce the winners, and we have a guest speaker, and um, it's, it's just a really neat way to celebrate digital arts in Lee County. So if somebody out there is interested in uh, competing in this, what are they, is it 
it's not too late to get involved. No, right? we always need judges. <laughs> we'll always put the, and we always need sponsors. And of course, they can contact me if they're interested in serving in that capacity. I have a team member that oversees the the showcase, so she reaches out to teachers and says, "Here's the guidelines and submission requirements," and um, and gets like which schools will be competing, and then and then they submit their um, their entries by a certain time. Okay. And of course, if anybody has any wants to learn more information about any of the different things that you do in adult and career education, they can go to leeschools.net slash ACE. ACE, that's us. ACE, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about uh, before we kind of wrap it up here with the final five no, questions? I'm, I'm very grateful to promote. We do a lot of great things, um, we believe, for our students and, and ultimately our community. So I appreciate the time. All right. Uh, all right. Rita Davis, what's your favorite book? Anything by Louise Hay. Okay. I'm not familiar. Um, very spiritual, positive self-talk and affirmations and um, big time into self-development. So Louise Hay. All right. Uh, how many of, is that a, is that a guy? Louise? Oh, uh, female. Female. Okay. Yes. Louise? Okay. Yeah, Louise All Hay. Right. Mm -hmm. what, how many of her books have you read? Oh read? my goodness. <laughs> several, several. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Forrest Gump. That's such a good one. Yes. It just captures so many different life experiences. So. I think that is maybe in like my top five okay. favorite. Every That's one of those movies that anytime it's on TV, I have to stop and watch it. Stop whatever I'm doing and it makes me cry every time. Too. Yep. It really, it really touches the American spirit, I think. Yeah. That's why I love it. All right. Uh, who's your favorite singer or song, musical group? Fleetwood Mac. Hands down. Man. I'm an old soul. I think so. we're kindred spirits. I love them too. <laughs> Do you have a favorite song by them? Um, Temporary One. That's a good one too. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I'm, I think I might be partial to the Chrissy McVie songs. Yes, yeah, I do I like, like her voice. Her voice. Yep. Oh, yes, no no disrespect, but yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, what was your favorite subject in school growing up? Anything to do with writing. I love to write, so. And yet you went into like yes. web design and, and technology. And, yeah. and, mm -hmm. I, I enjoy learning, so I try to not have a comfort zone. Okay. So I try to explore all different topics. I think probably that's why my favorite book was probably one of the hardest questions you could have asked me. So <laughs> Are you a big reader? Um, yes, yeah. avid, avid reader. And then, you know, I listen to books and read books constantly. Mm -hmm. So are you like, are you always reading a book at always. any time? Always. How many, you, how many do you think you read per year? Oh, per year? It ranges probably from 50 to 100, because I know nice. it's a book a week, definitely a book a week. Wow. But sometimes, depending on the type of book, um, you, know, you get through some of them a little mm. bit faster, but definitely. Do, do, you, um, do you alternate between like fiction and nonfiction, or is it mostly one or the other? It's, I'm big into self-help, mm -hmm. so personal development. I'm always trying to grow, and like I said, my whole goal is never to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. So if I, I try to just pick random subjects that I know nothing about, quantum physics and read about that just from the point of a clean slate hmm. so so you know about quantum physics <laughs> i've read about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh i don't i think it would be hard for me to get through a book on quantum physics but good for you uh what are you reading right now um right now i'm listening to a book on um caring for ourselves okay yep are you into audiobooks yes 
Yes. So, yeah, just because of my schedule. But I yeah. read as well. So okay. it's, it's on my phone or it's in my car. Um, and that's how probably how I get through. Mm-hmm. If I have downtime, there's some type of reading going on. That's like my my favorite thing. Cool. All right. So if you could have dinner with anyone living or dead, who would it be and why? Uh, the Dalai Lama. Ooh, for sure. Okay. So we've had, I've asked a lot of our guests that question before, mm-hmm. and sometimes we get some repeat answers, but nobody has said the Dalai Lama yet. So why? Um, I am very drawn to people that overcome almost insurmountable struggles. So if you if you look back at the history of his country and the turmoil and, and what he grew up in, and then how he lives a life of compassion. He's very inclusive. Um, he's also extremely intellectually gifted. So sometimes when we think of spirituality and kindness and compassion, we think that it's exclusive of intelligence. Uh, like you said, you love writing, but you went the tech route. Like how do we, how are we kind to people, but we still evolve intellectually? And I think he's an excellent example of that. So if I could be in his presence, you know, if he ever traveled again to the United States, that would be like an all-time, you know, wish list item. What would you want to ask him? Just be in his presence. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, the energy of him. Because I think that when we truly are compassionate and kind and we truly care about human beings, we just have to be around those people to kind of you know pick up their vibe. All right. Uh, Rita Davis, Director of Adult and Career Education for the School District of Lee County. Thank you so much for being on Thank the podcast. You. It was Thank a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And you can go to leeschools.net slash ACE for more information. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.